Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to another uh, weekend of Fragments of Silicon Reviews. Now, um, we usually do these on Sunday nights. Uh, for those who don't <laughs> show up for the recordings. Anyway, um, this week we are tackling Hive Jump and Hellenica slash Hellenica Tactics. I, I think it, I, I've seen both for Hellenica, but um, that's coming up after this. Uh, Hive Jump. So, if you didn't see our playthrough of it a couple of days ago, yeah, this was a multi. This is a multiplayer run and gun in the style of, uh, say, Contra or Metal Slug. Mm. And it's the second such game that we've played in 2017. Oh, um, high jump. It goes for retro aesthetic as well, but that's more in its um, graphical stylings. Um, <laughs> it, it, its storyline is, well, first of all, played completely straight. Like, mm -hmm. there's no meta humor, there's no tongue-in-cheek uh, quips, there's no references to the classics of old. It's pretty, it's pretty straightforward, actually. Right? Um... So, the setting of Hive Jump is aliens have invaded, go kill them. Mm -hmm. I thought we were on their world, but yeah. No, oh. they, it's, well, the, in the campaign setting, uh, it goes from your world to their world, but it starts out on your world. Right. Um. <laughs> anyway, so... So there's a deeper, uh, there's a, I hesitate to use the word deeper, but there is a much more involved storyline with cutscenes in the campaign mode. Um, you can ignore them. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. you're not going to be playing this game for its story. Yeah. It's one of those things that exists to provide a modicum of motivation for the setting and, you know, why you're killing bug-like aliens. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. It's an excuse plot, basically. Yes. Yes, it is. Like, um, so, aside from that, uh, let's see. Yeah. This is a multiplayer-focused uh, run-and-gun. Uh, I'm like... Which is... I, I, 
Uh, kind of a, one of the issues with it, because the way that it's multiplayer is not the best with the way it's running. Well, uh, we'll get into that in a bit. Um, though you'll, you, if you saw our playthrough, you'll know why. Like, uh, because this is the first um, running gun I can think of that that's so heavily multiplayer focused. I mean, um, you know, usually you have a two-player mode. But, you know, uh, the games are designed around having one or two players. Um, High Jump really seems to be developed around four players at once. Mm -hmm. Um, Or at least a couple. It's really easy to get overwhelmed if you only have Mm -hmm. one. And this doesn't seem like a game where the amount of enemies scale to the people in the room. No, it, it really doesn't. Like, even on the easier difficulties, which we've played on, you know, you you can get through it, but you'll, you'll be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that kind of flows into um, the, big, the big controversy of the game is it's four players, both local and co-op, on the PC. The forthcoming Wii U version is only going to have four players local. And... You know, we touched upon this, um, you know, on Friday, and I think in the interview as well. But you know, when, uh, there are technical reasons for this happening. But no matter w- what the reasoning, having a mode that one person has and the other doesn't is always going to piss people off. There's no way around it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know. I'd say on that basis alone, I'd recommend the PC version. But hold on there because. This is a 2D action game. And 2D, like, 2D action games um, actually typically don't have m- online multiplayer. And Hive Jump is a pretty good example of why that is. Because um, you really need to have your ping rate set close and all that. Yeah, input lag is really bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This doesn't have the best netcode in the world. It doesn't really compensate yeah. for lag well. Yeah, and we we tried a um, a whole bunch of uh, configurations on our end, and um, some people were better than others with the streaming. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was still pretty laggy. Oh. It was uh, at least playable. Yeah, uh, and. It's worth noting that, you know, this is a retro-styled um, 2D action game. It's not going to really tax your system all that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least it shouldn't. You know, like, the game run ran flawlessly in, like, single-player mode when I... Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, well, it's you just, can you know, stream some single-player mode and it worked perfectly fine. Yeah. It's just when we got to the multiplayer mode... Yeah, that's when things got laggy, and I'm like, <laughs> almost uh, impossible to play. Like, and, and, well, the big problem we ran into were uh, syncing issues. Yeah. Now, There's like, no think... dedicated command like there could be for this kind of game to forcibly sync. Yeah. You basically so... have to hope that the game realizes, oh, they're desynced, and then take care, takes, tries to do it itself. Yeah, and spoilers, it usually doesn't. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, yeah, Gallic's just the first to get desynced. Uh, I, I think guess would... it could be something to note real quick that the online multiplayer is currently in beta. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The game itself has been released. Um, the, the core game spent several months in uh, early access and only got re- only got into a release date, quote unquote, a few weeks ago. Now, like it, it's considered to be the full, you know, the full experience. I guess uh, it kind of differs from. <laughs> EA game to EA, early access game. Yeah. Anyway, as far as the game itself, um, it's pretty good. You know? it's yeah, like, I, ha- I had fun with it once I was, you know, not you know, trying to connect with you guys and dealing with lag and syncing. In ter- like in terms of mechanics, um, they're not breaking any molds here, but uh, after Rise and Shine, I, I am really glad to have um, rapid-fire weapons. Yeah, honestly, if Rise and Shine had a rapid-fire weapon in this kind of mobility, it would have been a far greater game. Yeah. It, it's like, I, I get that there were specific reasons why Rise and Shine was built that way. I mean, one of, the, one of the characters is literally the weapon, which is a pistol. But I'm like, in practical terms, um, shooting... Um, shooting out one shot, one shot, one shot, and doing the rapid-fire thing with your finger, um, that's one of the reasons why that game was so murderous on my hands. You know, it's like, you will... You can experience hand cramping with um, high jump, make no mistake. Especially with weapons like the spread spread gun. Won't lie, I really hated the spread gun in this game. Hmm, I didn't have a problem with it. I don't know. Um, oh, still, nothing. None of the weapons in this game will give you those kind of problems, you know, because either they're they've got the rapid fire, or they're powerful enough where you don't have to hold down the trigger, and you have to just shoot them out. And even if you try to do that, well, um, you can only you can only fire your weapon for so long before it uh, overheats and it hits a cooldown. Which is, I think, actually kind of good because I sometimes get annoyed with games that basically there's no reason to ever not be pulling the trigger. <laughs> right. And, uh, of course, that um, that meter depends on your... Uh, depends on your weapon. Like, um, the, the more powerful your weapon, the less you'll be able to use it. Um... Things like the rocket launcher and the flamethrower are really, really powerful, but um, you're not going to be running it for long because otherwise it would just break the game. Now, uh, you also get grenades, um, a whole bunch of grenades. Like Spoilers, don't use grenades in multiplayer. Yeah, or, or grenades? I wouldn't say a whole lot of grenades. You get some grenades. I mean, in, in terms of types, you get a lot. Oh yeah, lot. there are tons of types of grenades. Yeah, that's a you know as far like yeah, you get about four or five grenades depending on which type you're using. Um, uh, usually, your uh, it depends on your weapon. Um, sometimes your gun can destroy um, breakable walls. 
Sometimes they can't. Uh, I'm like, uh, here's the thing. Um, you're pro- uh, you're uh, even in single player. You're probably w- going to want to bring a gun that can break walls if you can, because it's much better yeah. than using grenades. You only like have the four- default gun. The default gun at level two and above can break walls, and that's way more useful than. I mean, when I was playing single player, I ran out. I assumed I would be getting grenades faster. Uh, I ran out of grenades, and I was res- and I had to resort to literally getting my character killed so that I could use the telefrag when I respawn to break walls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, of yeah. note, you can only carry five grenades on you at a time. Yeah, that's why it's better to bring a, a um, powered up pulse gun than have uh, than relying on grenades because. The levels themselves are procedurally generated. So yeah, there, there is a passive upgrade that you can use to carry 15 grenades instead of five, but still. There's no real reason to do that if you, if you bring along the right weapon. Uh, even less reason to do it if you do multiplayer, because, you know, um, you'll designate one person as the, as the wall destroyer. You know, mm-hmm. They'll bring the rocket launcher and they'll break the walls so everyone can get through that adam destroyer of walls (laughs) that was my job because i brought the rocket launcher until somebody um tossed a grenade and blew me up sorry about that anyway so the final category of item is the utility item um this can be uh, a lot of multi-purpose things you start off with the thing called the telefrag, which is um, when you teleport in, it'll destroy all, like minor enemies and uh, you know within a certain amount of radius. And you can get other things like you know uh, health restoration, um, finding uh, the challenge areas. There's one of that. Um, there, there's more. And some of them use what's um, if you saw the bar with the wrench. Um, Mm-hmm. That's your utility um, bar. Like, uh, like the regenerator is on a uh, is on the same kind of timer the um, guns are, so you don't you know abuse the shit out of them. Now, not all of them do because uh, how do you put a timer on being able to carry fifteen grenades? Right. Right. Yeah, some of them are. A lot of them are passive. The the telefrag is passive. The deep pockets is passive. The active ones are mapped to the left left bumper. Right. And uh, anyway, getting back to since um, games are procedurally generated, um, you can't map them out um, if you exit and enter. Um, I, I think there is a way to like. Not so much, like, not map them out, but, um, so another thing we haven't talked about here is the different modes. Like, um, there's arcade mode where you just jump in and play the game. And then there's campaign mode, which is not just a story mode, but there's a bit of metagame going on here. Like, the bare minimum, but it's still there. It's kind of a la Simant where... You have mm-hmm. your individual stages. Sorry, that's probably a terrible comparison for most people. Where the individual stages are still the same, but then in between stages, there's world map management of 
the enemies are invading your bases and you're reinforcing your bases and scouting enemy hives. Right. And then and, each turn you can choose to dive into one of the hives or jump right. one of the hives is what the word is for. Because obviously hive jump. And, and later on you'll be able to find out their capabilities or even destroy a hive without jumping in. Oh. Yeah, I noticed the bombard option. Yeah, but... Um, all of these options requires goo. So goo is your all is your catch-all currency. You get that from either killing enemies or unlocking chests. Mm -hmm. It's apparently it's uh, alien biomatter. Right. Uh, for uh, for your purposes, it's your money. Mm -hmm. It's your money to not only do the metagame stuff. It's your money to unlock stuff. And upgrade stuff. Because, um, so how how the hives are structured is there are at least three levels. Let's say, um, I'm willing to bet that they get deeper as you go along in the game. And oh, in, 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 no, in campaign mode, uh, it's at, you, one of the things you get from scanning it is depth, and three is the minimum, and right. uh, I'm sure it goes much higher than that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, um, like your your nominal goal in each um, regular section is to find um, the next cave opening. There's two of them. If once again um, we showed this in the playthrough, you know you've got the metallic caves, which are basically challenge areas. It's a one it's a one life area where um, if you survive, you manage to get an upgrade. Um, I'm not sure if they're permanent, but... They are permanent that playthrough. Yeah, th there we go. Um, but it's stuff like you'll be able to resist frost or poison or, uh, you know, things of that nature. And they can come in handy if... Depending on the area you're in. Like, um, I think I think in our playthrough I got... Somebody got resistance to electricity... Yeah, and th we there wasn't a nice area. Yeah, we were... <laughs> that, that's kind of the downside of randomization here. You know, in the sometimes... campaign mode, that never happened to me. I always got uh, relevant mm -hmm. um, things, but I don't know if that was luck or what. Um, I couldn't... Uh, that's probably based off of the generation. Uh, that's my guess. Uh, I couldn't say for sure, certain. Um, anyway, so... Uh, your actual goal is to get to the, to the cave portion. And in each um, cave portion, and also before you jump in, you can unlock... Um, you can unlock weapons. You can upgrade um, weapons... Um, I don't. You can't upgrade your grenades or your utility items, but you, you know, um, like your rocket launcher, your flamethrower, all that stuff, they get upgraded uh, two levels, and it's well worth doing because you will see an appreciable difference between a level one pulse rifle and a level three pulse rifle. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, the music. Uh, the music is similarly 
retro styled. Um, it's all chip tunes. It's all MIDI. Um, it's like if you liked, if you like, say, 16-bit SNES music, I'd say the, what they're going for here. Um, mm -hmm. This will be right up your alley. You know. Uh, indeed, it's like if you're not into, even if you're not into the whole retro aesthetic, this is this game is still worth playing because. Really, all the retro stuff is in its look and its sound. It's not really in its play mechanics. Now, um, in those terms, it, it's it feels very modern. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, let's see, uh, anything we, um, the bosses, um, the bosses likewise are also randomized. I know this because, like, um, I fought uh, I fought one of the bosses twice. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think that, you know, it's like, uh, there's not really much more to say about that, except, um, make sure you have the right weapon, because, um, when it comes to the bosses, they, um, you're not just fighting them, they will spawn, um, creatures at certain points. Which can be good, because sometimes that means... Uh -huh. Uh, that the creatures will drop uh, power-ups or refills at least. But but yeah, also the bosses can be kind of a pain because, well, I think the one we fought the most was the Caretaker. Mm. Was that the we, um, Hornet Beast? No, it's the spider one that like climbs up and down and only makes platforms where its legs are. I didn't fight that one. Oh. Petty Fan said he did. Yeah. No, I thought the uh, I like I thought the Hornet Beast and um, this other monstrosity. I can't. That's kind of hard to describe if you don't see it. Uh, um. But yeah. Um, point is, um, certain weapon like, like the flamethrower is powerful, but you know you you'll run out of ammunition and. Also um, worth noting, death is kind of cheap in the sense that if your character gets killed, um, you have about four or five um, seconds of respawn wait and then you're back. I'm like, there yeah. is... A the individual hive jumper characters are considered expendable even in universe. However... Uh, the thing you respawn on is the transponder backpack, which is by far more important. Well, yeah, the, the respawn, the backpack is your actual life. It's that like if that gets destroyed, then you're uh, then you're dead after the next um, character death. It's the backpack that that spawns in all the new soldiers. Mm -hmm. no. And when you your character dies and you're waiting to respawn, you can move the backpack around a bit. Yeah. Now there is a bit of a monetary p penalty for each death you incur in a level, but you know that, that's uh, that's bonus screen stuff. It, mm -hmm. It's not too much of a concern, basically. Yeah. It's like you're not. You don't have to worry about being careful with your character, basically. Yeah. No. What you have to protect is your backpacking. Um, in fact, that's where we ran into um, the biggest problem because the backpack was stuck in a wall mm -hmm. in our play se session. 
and we couldn't move on to the next segment without it. Mm-hmm. So we were literally because yeah, you can't you can't go through doors without the backpack person with the backpack there. Yeah. So we were literally stuck, and um, with no way of continuing, and it was just like you know we were kind of done with the playthrough. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. So, is there anything we haven't covered yet in terms of game? Uh, like, not and... that I know of. Huh. Okay. Um, pricing, pricing, pricing. Uh, hang on, I'm gonna have to pull up on the Steam store. I think this is about fifteen, twenty dollars. Something like that. Yeah. But. Uh, okay. Right. Hang on, gentle people. I thought I had this up, but I, apparently I didn't. Nineteen ninety nine. Uh, okay, twenty, 20 bucks. bucks. I'm like, um, at least to me, it, it depends on how many. Um, yeah, twenty bucks is. It depends on how many people you can get to play this game. I'd say, mm. especially locally. Yeah, like if you can oh. get some local people, then twenty bucks is worth it. But like if yeah, you have to play online, yeah, wait like, till they fix that. I'm actually inclined to think that this would be possibly better on consoles that are better for couch co-op. Yeah, I'm like, that's why I say if if you're holding out for the Wii U version, it might be worth it because the online multiplayer isn't the best right now, and yeah. And I believe that the... I'm trying to think of, like... I think that the Wii U version is going to have some unique features. Like, at the very least, it'll have off-TV play. And up to... Like, I'm not... I can't remember. Was it up to five people? I think four. Yeah. It's been about nine months since we did the interview. So, um, details about this game are a bit sketchy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm like, $20 is pretty reasonable... Um, especially if you can, if you have three other people, you know, have them chip in, you know, um, but overall, I, you know, it's like, as far as the game goes, that's also a good price if, a, you know, there seems to be a goodly amount of content here. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't probably, uh, like, I, I don't see this a game for long play sessions, Keep, you know, it's like. Maybe you'll. Well, that's a, uh, to clear to clear a hive uh, takes a certain amount of time. Right. Like it's also not a game for like five minute play sessions because you're not uh, going to finish I, anything in that. I, I'd say this is the kind of game you'd play for about thirty minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, two hours at most. But it's also not the kind of game. It's not a game that you're going to be playing all nights. Um, especially since there's no competitive options. Now it's all co-op. So, I mean, there is a bit of competition in the fact that um, money uh, is acquired individually, but uh, I'm like, it's not that big of a motivator because, you know, the goo is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Enemies drop the goo, goo is in the little pods in the ceiling. If you want a goo, you can get goo. Yeah, it's like, it's not... It's you're not going to be hampered. Um, oh, and this series does have Mega Man spikes that are instant kill and sometimes have a questionable hitbox. <laughs> oh right, um, I got stabbed <laughs> in the baby toe and it killed me. Yeah, yeah. 
Also, oh, right. Also, um, this game, um, even the single player kind of lacks some polish right now. Um, I had numerous problems, like, going through a floor and getting uh, and getting sort of stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, did anyone else experience this? I experienced, I experienced it once, but after the game synced in multiplayer, it fixed itself. Yeah, I experienced this in single player as well. Yeah, I mostly had that kind of... The weirdest thing I had happen to me in single player was I was on a slippery ice service and I paused and my character kept sliding even past where the ice was. Yeah. So, it's nothing game-breaking because, like, even if you get stuck in um, the floor, you you can eventually get out. Like, it'll actually throw you out of bounds and put you back at the start of the level. Yeah, that happened to me in a challenge area, as I recall. Uh, I'd fallen to the floor, and it's like, um, threw me out of bounds. Other times, I managed to get out by... um, It it also seemed to reverse the controls for some reason. Like, didn't figure that out. So, uh, anyway, that is a thing that exists currently. Um, I imagine uh, that'll eventually get patched out, hopefully. Right. Anyway, um, did you uh, also? Um, it is worth mentioning that uh, the publisher of the game, um, Graphite Lab, did provide us with copies um, for and all. Mm-hmm. They initially only provided us with one, but I pointed out this is a multiplayer game. Now, mm-hmm. yeah, um, that's a, it's just an important consideration for a multiplayer game. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, anyway, so final thoughts on High Jump? It's not too terribly bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, actually, but uh, needs to fix the multiplayer, especially since it's more fun multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the retro uh, style of it and gameplay overall and if it could get all the issues fixed it'd be really fun hmm it sounds about right like um that's about where i am like um it's a solid game um that may get a bit more repetitive and stale in single player than it would with multiplayer but um Right now, it's kind of like it's got some bugs it needs to iron out, no pun intended, um, (laughs) before it's it's a truly stellar experience. Mm -hmm. All right. um, So I think that'll about do it for um, game one. Um, If you're watching on the stream, we'll we'll be back uh, not too long. Um, Petty Pan just has to switch out all the window dressing to reflect our next game uh, Hellenica Tactics so um, you know good gaming and all that
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.